This is Ichari Bachode, an Okinawan Voices and Stories podcast, episode 10, the anniversary edition. In this podcast, we aim to create an open and safe learning and growing space where we will explore alongside guest speakers what it means to be Shimanchu. Our intention and prayer for this project is to cultivate our knowledge about our histories, celebrate the amazingly diverse and resilient culture of our people, inspire other Shimanchu of all generations and geographic locations to be curious about their histories, and to preserve those precious pieces of our identity for future generations. And of course, to have fun along the way. We'll continue to laugh, cry, stumble around and be human, and we hope you'll join us for this evolving journey together. Welcome, everyone, to the Ichariba Chore podcast. And we're here with our supporter and Kickstarter backer, Jen Hicks. Welcome. And we're going to jump right into our interview with you. So, the first question we have is How do you identify what is your connection to Miyako Okinawa and or the Ryukyus? Yeah. So, um, hey guys, um, my identity, it's pretty, you know, it's funny. I used to say that I was Okinawan, uh, growing up just because it was like the easiest thing to say, like, Oh, you know, I live in Okinawa. Um, but really, um, my family is from, uh, Miyakojima. Um, my mom's from Miyako. And then obviously like my entire uh, side of that family is from Miyako. My dad's black American. Um, he's from Georgia, the United States. So, um, when I, when I think about my identities, I say, yeah, I'm Okinawan, but obviously we're also Miyako, Miyako, which is like really awkward to say in English. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, um, recently, um, as I thought about my identities more, I've been a little more specific. Like I, mm-hmm. I say like, okay, I'm from Miyakojima. Um, but I also claim Okinawa because that is, that is my primary home and it's where I live the longest. So yeah, um, UQN too, especially above all, um, yeah, I don't I don't use Japanese as much, <laughs> but um, I, I try to really, really emphasize the fact that I'm from the DQs and, and yeah, that's that's my identity. Love that. Um, so speaking of the Ryukyus, um, what inspires you the most about the Ryukyus or Miyakojima or being Shimanchu? Um, really, for me, it's really about our resilience. Um, obviously, we've all been through a lot, uh, not just on the islands, but as a diaspora, um, you know, our, our global immigration and all that, like where we end up as a people, um, a lot of it's um, a really difficult history, um, mm-hmm. beginning from when we lost our independence. So to me, the fact that there are so many um, there's so many people dedicated to to preserving and like making sure our culture is still flourishing is is what inspires me and you know i i try to do my small part by making sure that i still retain some of the languages that you know i grew up listening to my mom and my grandma use um i'm not i'm very rusty when it comes to using that language but to me like cultural preservation efforts is is what's inspiring for me um what are you most proud of it can be it can deal with like um as being a Dukuin or anything outside of that as well? Um, well, I mean, I don't want to be redundant, but like along with the answer I just gave, obviously resilience, but then like, it's not just resilience. It's like this, it's this lack of, uh, for lack of a better word, a lack of bitterness or resentment. There's like no mm-hmm. real negativity associated with our identity. Um, and if there were, if somebody were to to be resentful or angry and all that, um, they would be justified, right? Given everything that's happened. But um, I don't know. It just seems to be a really proud, um, proud and joyful. Maybe maybe our joy is our protest. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. part of that's part of our culture. And I'm really proud of uh, being a part of that um, because. To me, when I go home, it's just like, you know, I find peace of mind and it's like, yes, this is home. And 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 I love that. So beautiful. That is really beautiful. It's really uplifting. And I also agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the next question, though. Uh, what do you do in your life, um, such as art, any studies or passions? Sure. Um, so for studies i got really into just the concept of 
um, language preservation as resistance. Um, and by that, like I follow I follow a bunch of linguists on Twitter and I've never before associated like linguist the study of linguistics with, you know, um, indigenous rights and, um, you know, just human rights and, and all that, the struggle for um, autonomy and all that. I never really linked the two together in my in my mind until I started reading, um, not necessarily like Okinawa and UQ scholars, just by like just like that linguist community in general. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I, I realized like, yeah, like when you when you take away or you attempt to take away um, a culture's uh, language, then that is also cultural erasure. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I've been really looking at that, um, not just for my own languages, but like just language in general and just the importance of that. So I, I just have like these weird like folder full of like scholarly articles about that what i'm going to do with this information i don't know but (laughs) but that's something that i've been looking up on my um spare time um and i also like to um really go over um with my mom you know conversational practices um to try and help me retain uh some of that like the things that i I used to be a little more fluent in growing up in um, miyako but I've since lost. Um, so my mom and I, every week, like on Saturdays, um, we would, I will pull up like a list of <laughs> words and I go, you know, mom, do you know, how do you say, how do you say rice? <laughs> and yes. not in Japanese, but like, you know, like how does, how does grandma say rice or whatever? And then my mom will light up and be like, oh my God. And you know, like, oh, Miyako, we say this, but sometimes we say this. And it's just like, it's like really interesting seeing the, the common, um, like the patterns between the different islands is like because my mom says she I mean she claims she can understand like at this point like vast majority of the of the different languages that we have but um I, I don't know maybe I mean she's pretty smart so um so I, I love going back and forth with her about like linguistics in general what has been the most surprising thing about your Okinawan or Rikuan identity journey yeah sure um so the most surprising thing for me is that maybe okay so maybe it's not exactly about myself right but when i was um studying like history of um the the protest movements on the islands and stuff i i would start off thinking like i wish you know all this stuff that's going on i wish these protests were bigger you know we always hear about like you know there's like a handful of of people sitting like at the front of the bases and all that stuff. And then my mom would tell me like, look up, you know, what happened, like however many decades ago, um, just look it up. And I would look it up and be like, holy crap, they got real active. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's not really funny. Like, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it right, but like the, the, the seriousness of the process, like obviously that, that's, that's, um, duh, but the, the, the fury and the passion in which, um, these protests would take, you know, they would surprise and startle like the American guards and stuff. Um, I, I love that we've, we've done that in the past. And I think that, um, even though I said before, like, I love that we're, you know, very peaceful and I love that our culture is so joyous and all this stuff and, and we're resilient. Um, we're still people. And I think that, um, it, it kind of, it really, it really kind of filled this angry void that I've had the few years where it's like, I wish, I wish Okinawan population would like really fight back, like fight back. But then my mom will be like, we've, we've done it several times and, you know, we have the capacity for that. Like we will fight if, if necessary and all that stuff. So that was actually the most surprising thing that I've learned, um, that, that our protest movements in the past have been so so big and so active and so like passionate like just just i um i don't want people to get hurt and all this stuff but like i i've seen like the i don't know if you guys have heard about the most recent ones like i think i think someone got hurt um like it was a confrontation with um police and um quite a few young okinawans showed up at the police station do you know what i'm talking about um police station and they demanded accountability. And I was so surprised. This was a few months ago. And I was so surprised to see that that happened because that's kind of rare. Like it just doesn't, mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. Right. And I think that, um, we're going through a cycle where people are waking up. And I want that, like, as an, as somebody who grew up in Okinawa, 
Like, I want that to be, um, I want that to be more and more prevalent, um, to show, you know, Tokyo that we're not playing, <laughs> right? To show mm-hmm. Americans, like, we're not, we're not playing about this. Like, we're, we're an indigenous people and this is ours. So, um, that to me has been, um, in terms of like my identity and, and filling that part of myself out, um, I was really happy to see that. Like, we're not pushovers. And I never thought we were pushovers, but like, we're definitely not pushovers, you know? Uh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Moving on to the next question. Uh, could you share with us the one person who has influenced your life the most? Sure. Um, my, my mom, for sure. Um, not to say that my dad didn't, but my mom is definitely like the MVP. Like, um, she's, she's the reason that I have learned to, to research everything. Um, I, I wish that I had taken advantage of just like the breadth of knowledge that, that she has provided over the recent years. I wish I took advantage of that just my entire life growing up, but you know, I was, I was a little like, I don't want to curse on this part podcast, but like I was a, I was a jerk like as a teenager. So, so like we were always butt heads and we would have like we have like very similar stubborn personalities. Um, so we were butt heads and I didn't really have these deep conversations like I, I feel like I should have should have had um, when I was when I was a teenager living with her still. So like I I appreciate now that she's she's able to. Um, tell me so much about our family history um you know there's still stuff that like i find out about our like family that i'm like what really like holy crap so so you know that's that's something that i i cherish and you know i'm I'm happy that she's healthy and still here and very sprightly like you know and and that every week we're able to converse like we anywhere from like one to two hours we'll be on facetime just chatting about like okinawa and what's going on on miyako and all this stuff so um, really happy about that. And, and I think that she's like slowly like guiding me as I ask more and more questions about, you know, certain things. And, um, yeah, like that's, 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 that would be my answer. Really. There's, there's nothing else to it. It's my mom. Oh my gosh. That's like wonderful. And a perfect segue to the next question, which is like, how can our um, listeners get a hold of you? Like, are there different channels that you would be? Oh my gosh. I think with folks. Yeah. 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 So I um I can be found on Twitter at Benny Mochi, um, which is like my attempt at being cute with Benny Mo and Mochi, <laughs> two of my favorite things. <laughs> so 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 <laughs> I I smash those two together. Um and so that's my Twitter handle. Um and same thing with um my Instagram, although like I it's just selfies and my cat. So if you're not interested in that, don't bother <laughs> following me on Instagram. But Twitter is where I, I ramble on about like a million things. Um, you know, and if you are into tech, um, I guess I can give you guys my LinkedIn LinkedIn. Like I, I'm really into like diversity and tech and all that stuff. So so um I make myself available for um anyone, like especially women, um, to to contact me and like, oh, I wanna I wanna be such and such. Um I don't know anything, anything tech related. Like if you, if you want to be in tech, if you want to be in like software engineering, all that, like I got, I got the contact. So um, yeah, like just find me on those two things. That is amazing. Thank you so much for offering to be a resource for our community and for sharing your amazing story um, and for being such a support to the podcast. Um, That concludes the questions we have for you today, but we look forward to keeping the conversation going. Um, And so until then, next time, matayasai. Matayasai. Hi, Sai Gusio, Chu Birabira, Wane Erika Yai Bean, 
カラプエヌジヌクラチョイビンユタサルグトゥウニゲサビラ開催ワンネトリアイビンハワイカラチャビタンユタサルグトゥウニゲサビラハイタイワンネマイコヤイビンバーモントカラチャビタンアベナキヌジヌヌケナクラチョイビンユタサルグトゥウニゲサビラ Hey, welcome to episode 10 of the Itariba Chore podcast. This is a very special episode because it is our one year anniversary episode. Woo! Wow. It, it's been a year since we've been doing this, everyone. That's amazing.、Um, and thank you for being here and sticking with us to, to this. It's, it's been a wild one. <laughs> Seriously, the fastest and shortest year of our lives. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So much has happened in the past year as well,、um, I believe, for both our listeners and ourselves. So, going into the first question for all of us is How are we all feeling now that we've been through our first year? Are there any thoughts about our awkward beginnings? And have any of you, or Mariko and Erica, have you listened to the first episode recently? Because、no. I have not. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. I, I cringe thinking about the first episode, not because like, it's bad in any sense. It's just, yeah, that awkward beginnings because we were still getting to know each other, I think.、Um, yeah. It was like, what, two or three months after we had. Been introduced to each other and kind of like figuring out where this is going, and was still very hesitant and just like, oh, how do I do this? Just so awkward. But I'm very proud on how much, how, how we have evolved and gotten comfortable and become such good friends. I agree with that. Yeah, seriously, echoing all of that, and definitely have not listened to the first <laughs> episode at all. I think maybe I tried、um, at one point、uh, because it actually is t like still our most listened to episode out of all、mm-hmm. of them that have been released.、Um, and I was like,、oh, I should go back and listen and like remember what it is that we even talked about. And like, I like shut it off immediately. I was like, I can't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> the visceral reaction. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good stuff. But、um, yeah, it's amazing. I can't believe how fast this year went by. I agree with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely have not gone back to listen to. <laughs> also, don't. I mean, I know that I think this is a thing that's common for most people who are not, I guess, radio. <laughs> this is like, you don't like listening to your own voice. It sounds.、Yeah. <laughs> not, maybe not cringy, but like, like, oh, maybe I should have said something different, or like, I wish I said this.、Mm, yeah.、Um, but yeah, I, I, I think we have definitely gone very, we've, we've definitely improved.、Um, I still think that I'm probably still more similar to how I was in the very first episode, personally speaking. <laughs> mm, mm. But、um, it's, I think it's been really great this past year. Yeah. So, speaking of like all of our accomplishments over the last year,、um, I know we've all done so much、um, and like so many like rites of passage or career changes or, you know,、um, just things that have happened in pandemic. And now we're kind of like moving into endemic. And I'm curious to hear from our Um, from you, Erica and Tori, how have the projects that you've been involved in evolved? Like, because I know you're both involved in so much. Are there any new side projects?、Um, yeah, like just to name a few, we've got like the Discord channel, the pen pals, the podcast, in person meetups, Instagram takeovers. I can go on.、Uh, but yeah, let's,、uh, let's, let's hear from Erica. How has everything been going in your world? Yeah, it's been good.、Um, still doing pen pals, but、um, sort of it has evolved in, in a sense where I've been trying to do more、um, virtual meetings. I mean, we've only done one more, but just finding other ways for people to connect, whether it be、um, virtually still or in person.、Um, when I went back to visit home a few months ago in Hawaii,、uh, We did like kind of a quick in person meetup with some Hawaii friends. So, shout outs to them for coming out and getting to meet everyone and just enjoying everyone's company and talking about our community and how it brings us together in such amazing ways.
Um, but yeah. And sh- should I talk about this right now? <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. Um, and, please, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be going to Okinawa in September for the Kempi Scholarship. Yay! Yeah, I'm super excited and um, still don't really know what's going to come. But honestly, I feel like it's been like a community effort in terms of helping me get to this. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just wouldn't be here without the community. And I'm really excited what what I can do to help and connecting more with everyone. But yeah, pass yeah. the torch to someone else to talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, Erica, I'm not ready to move on yet. Like, you like just kind of casually drop that you're going on the campus. And I know we're like pressed on time, but like, I just feel like it's so monumental to just mm-hmm. name into the space that like we didn't know each other. We were just beginning our Shimanchu journey. And through this last year, we found out about, like you found out about the Kempi program applied to this insane, rigorous, like program, like application, not necessarily con- connected to a Kenjin Kai beforehand. And then um, like ended up being accepted into a pretty selective program. And um, I don't know if you wanted to just say a few words about the process and what that's been like um, for you. Cause I know there isn't a whole lot of information out there publicly right now. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like we can also make this a different side episode in terms of Kempi scholarship process. Cause it is like very rigorous and um, I know Mariko also applied and we were in talks as we were applying for it, how <laughs> stressed we were about it, um, which is like, totally a different thing. Um, again, we can discuss this later on, but, but yeah, um, thank you to uh, Yuko at OAA for helping with that process and um, answering all the questions in terms of being able to write it in, write the application in Japanese and then um, writing the essay portion and finding <clears throat> like your, your emergency contact home in Okinawa, which is like another story that I can talk about later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a pretty intense process. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm kind of blanking right now. <laughs> no, no, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I'll just just quickly say too that, um, uh, like Erica said, I also applied for the Kenpi program, but I did not get in, um, which wasn't a huge surprise because I did not meet the qualifications going in. Um, but I just wanted to know what the process was like um, and do everything I possibly could. Um, I know that last year there was no full formal program because of um, pandemic um, and that type of thing. And I just wanted to do everything. But um, yeah, it was wonderful, Erica. And I had some late night study sessions where we would just be on Zoom together, writing our essays and just supporting and cheering each other. So I'm just so proud and so excited and can't wait to see where your journey goes from here. Oh, thank you for your support. Both both you and Tori um, have been such big support supporters of everything and we'll have another episode <laughs> dedicated fully to the Kempi process <laughs> so we're gonna see each other hopefully during Kai Kai I know yeah. October everyone get <laughs> your karaoke mics ready we're gonna meet for the first time at Tai Kai yeah <laughs> yes, I know we're all virtual yes we are all virtual Crazy. So far, I think only Mariko and I have met, and Erica and I almost met, but I went to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I still haven't met Mariko, so I, I feel like everyone else has met everyone else except all three of us together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have somebody who's met somebody who's met us, but we mm-hmm. haven't met each other right. yet, which yeah, is but, really crazy to think about yeah. because it feels like we have we have like physically met up but we haven't yeah and it's also crazy because you know, I went to the same high school yeah <laughs> so funny <laughs> that we haven't even been home at the same time I know um I love that in terms of in-person meetups I'm really grateful to Mariko for mm-hmm. organizing a meetup that happened in Los Angeles <laughs> or Gardena technically speaking yeah oh my gosh that was so much fun yeah there's like an 
incredible, like I've been kind of like road tripping. Um, I guess I like kind of hijacked the conversation just a second, but um, yeah, the, in, the in-person stuff has been completely transformative for me. And I need to acknowledge like my privilege of being able to travel and sort of tack on some of this to some work travel that I've been doing, but just setting intentional space and how important these connections. So the digital diaspora is like incredible and wonderful, but there is a human element that um, an energy that happens when we're in person. Um, and it's been really wonderful. So my first big meetup was in San Francisco and that was insane. It was so cool. And I was like, oh my God, it was like a, a kind of high that happened and like people connecting with each other. And I've definitely been having some FOMO because that group is still meeting up and oh, I'm seeing I love stuff it. on the in Instagram around like Discord, like I want to go and be there. Um, but yeah, that was amazing. And then um, yeah, the LA one was incredible too. And Tori and I got to hang out. I got to hang out virtually. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tori, before. for um, <laughs> calling, FaceTiming me while I was semi-drunk. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I got to enjoy everyone's company on the phone. <laughs> Everybody was so happy to see you too. Oh, so good. Yeah. But I've been living vicariously through your post, Mariko, in terms of seeing everyone at the meetups. I'm just like, oh, I love seeing this. Like we all met like digitally and now we're starting to meet in person. And it's so exciting that we're building stronger connections this way. And I don't know, it's just really amazing. So it's really cool seeing you on your little road trips and mm. meeting everyone. And it's so awesome. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. And also being a part of it. Yeah. I feel like I just want to like throw out there like people like join the Discord. Like there's like an in-person meetups connection. Um, yeah. And like you have no idea. Um, and then my most real so I'm actually calling from Elaine's house um in Michigan right now. So like That's I'm awesome. actually staying at a Shimanchu's house that I like met like two days ago. I mean, like <laughs> we've been friends like on diaspora, like on digitally for like a while now but it's been amazing to even I like that's where I'm calling from now um and I met three other um this past week and that's been amazing and anyway so it's been pretty wonderful um just how open the community is and how connective and we like we're having such a riot oh my gosh um yeah so highly encourage folks to reach out to people. Like, I, I don't think they actually even knew that they were as close as they were until they found the Discord or Instagram or something. Mm -hmm. And they all were like, oh my God, you're like commenting on a Hajiji post and you're like, oh my gosh, you're in Michigan. You're in Michigan too. Like, and now I want to move to Michigan, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know. And I'm seriously so proud that like you're in, <laughs> you got into Kempi. It's so I know. It's, cool. I, I still can't believe it. I think I'm still like kind of in denial. Like, oh, mm. I don't know if this is actually happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. And you deserve it. I like cannot wait to like watch your evolution. <laughs> I was talking, do you know Matt Higa? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, we text each other like off and on. And so then I was like talking to him yesterday and he's like, I was like, oh, I'm going to be posting so much. He's like, it's going to, you're going to be so irritating. I'm like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so good. It's like, sorry, not sorry. I know. You're going to have to have like your own, like, Ichari Bachode spinoff. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you have, you're going to have to be doing Insta Lives and like, <laughs> oh, yes. We should yeah. do an Erica, uh, Erica highlights of her experiences on Kempi. I support For that. Real. We can we can do a TikTok. We can start a TikTok account. Oh, <laughs> do it. Oh yeah, that would be fun. And a way to engage like a lot more people too mm -hmm. about it. I don't know how entertaining I'll be as like a TikToker, but <laughs> I'll shoot the content. <laughs> oh my god, do it. I'm like into that. I don't understand TikTok, except for that it like leads me down rabbit holes. That's all I Yeah. <laughs> Same. Like, the amount of TikTok dances that I I know now is ridiculous. <laughs> and that's only two, but still. Yeah. I took the time to learn it. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. We should make our own TikTok dance. We oh should. Yes. Like, <laughs> That'd be amazing. For Tai Kai. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my God. 
for real. Everybody learns it, gets to Taikai, and then we do it. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Seriously. I think we haven't talked about your side projects yet, Tori. Mm-hmm. Has anything evolved for you? I know you moved um, mm-hmm. fairly recently or just from Hawaii to California, but um, how has the Discord been and anything else new? Um, nothing, nothing new, unfortunately, with the work life. Before, when I moved, I was just trying to find a job. And now that I have two jobs, um, I haven't had the time to do side projects, which is fine because I do enjoy what I'm doing currently. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to the Discord, it has grown exponentially. And I'm really grateful for everybody who has newly joined or who has, who was on, who were on like a year ago. Um, a lot of different conversations have come about from it. It's really interesting to see the different ways um, in which I guess our diaspora view ourselves, views our community um, in the way that we can connect with each other. So that's been, I think, really great. And even though Emma is not with us, shout out to Emma for helping me admin in the Discord um, along, oh. along with <laughs> a lot of other great people um, helping moderate. Um, but yeah, it's been great. We've been having a lot of new people joining in. Um, the Hajichi uh, channel is popping off, so I can't complain. I'm learning a lot of new things. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely yeah, been a learning process, I think, this past year about lots of different topics topics um and i think i mean i don't know if this is to this question but yeah i definitely think i've learned a lot um, more about our community in this past year and it's and like you both have mentioned it's been really wonderful to have been able to connect with everyone um, in real life as well as online it does as mariko said create like this human element that kind of is there, but not that is also not there when you're um, talking online. So it's been really nice to see people in person. Um, so even though the discard hasn't evolved in terms of like, I guess me doing new things for it, it has evolved in like the kind of conversations that are happening and people who are joining. Um, so I'm really grateful for everybody who has joined it and participated in it um, and for it being there um, and for the community in general having interest in that space as well um oh although i actually i i lied there is one other project that i'm still working on with elaine <laughs> um, with the yeah. shimanju visual archive so we've started collecting um stories and photos and we're hoping to get that um up soon um, and that's been really fun it goes more into what i would like to do um in my day-to-day life for work so um it's been fun Yay, so exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously, and I, I really want to like underscore the evolution of the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, having been not like there when at inception or anything like that, but I've seen the culture, the online, like so the digital diaspora culture in Discord shift so much like over the last year or two. And I just want to applaud like the moderators for constantly like pivoting to include new people like allies and um, people identifying as Shimanchu or Ainu and making safe spaces for everyone and for people that aren't, you know, English isn't their first language. And um, yeah, I don't know if if you wanted to add anything to that, Tori, from your experience, um, like adjusting to, um, you know, all of these, the the influx of people from a variety of backgrounds at all. Um, But I just thought that was really cool. Nothing much, I think, to add. Um, it's, it has been interesting. Um, different conversations. Like, I really appreciate Helson being there and sharing a lot of like his resources. That's been really great. Like, they started a book club, or he started a book club um, in the Discord. And so, I haven't been able to join, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting, I think, to see like different experiences, the ways our experiences intersect, um, and the resources that we've been able to compile because of all these different people in the space. I, I think in terms of looking forward um, where it has not gone yet is like, I would like to make it definitely a more inclusive space to people who speak like Japanese, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, Uchinaguchi. I would like to give more space to that sometime in the future. Um, As of right now, I don't quite have the mental space to do that, but it's definitely something that we're, we hope to do just 
because there are a lot of people who don't speak English um, in our diaspora. So hopefully we can get to that place um, without it being too overwhelming as a discord. Mm-hmm. No, thank you again for creating the discord. I um, honestly am not active on it right now, which I feel a little guilty for, but don't feel um, guilty. <laughs> but I think it's really awesome to see like the conversations happening when I do jump on and because they go so in depth and as Mariko was saying, having a safe space to talk about these difficult subjects that maybe on a day-to-day basis, we can't talk about in, in our normal day-to-day life sometimes mm-hmm. without like a certain community being able to um, hold space for that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just so awesome mm-hmm. how big the discord has gotten because let I'm going to take a look at how big the Discord is. Just mm-hmm. a second. I was just going to say, I, I think it's also great that this space is like um, good for people who might not want, who might not feel comfortable um, speaking or sharing in that space. So I think if anybody's just interested to see what's happening um, in, in, in that space, feel free to join. <laughs> you don't have to be active mm-hmm. um, just because I, I do think that does take a lot of energy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah it, it, it's it's definitely been wonderful like in the kind words people have shared about how that space has been for them has been really 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 heartwarming um for me personally I also just want to add like that it, it's also a space for like differing opinions too I'm just gonna like name into the space it's um, I guess it's a little bit sensitive, but things where there isn't a clear, like being indigenous and diaspora and, or like mixed race can be really challenging. And so it creates a space where there can be conversation around questions that aren't necessarily like, um, binary. Um, so like things like Hajichi, um, like who gets it? where do you get it? What is Hajichi? Like, what even is it? Um, you know, there's like a place for people to, to have that conversation, um, mm-hmm. and do it respectfully. I think that's like really, really important. Um, and just wanted to say that too, that like, we can have these difficult discussions. Um, and as far as I've seen it, it's been very respectful, um, which I think is really rare. Um, and I want to, I really want to keep that going as long as possible. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'm like struggling. I don't know how to find <laughs> the member count. <laughs> I love that. I, mean, uh, I think I can. I'm see. sorry, I'm struggling right now. No, you're, Trying you're my fine. best. <laughs> 210 okay. people online, offline. Online are 18, so 228 plus two moderators. 230, about two, 230 people. Dang, that's amazing. That's a wow. lot of people. That's awesome. Uh, Thank you for doing that. I seriously totally failed that. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that. we should become the Discord should become a Kenjin Kai <laughs> or the podcast. Yes, please. Uh, but I think we've all like been experiencing like a lot of different things. Um this past year, but um, has there been anything new or surprising in your identity journey this past year? Um, I know we may have talked about this when we first started, so I'm kind of curious how it might have changed or maybe stayed the same um, from this past or the, yeah, through this past year. Maybe Mariko, you can start us off. Oh, okay. This is like, ah, it's like completely unformed, but that's a, yeah, I, I feel like I am closer like and like what even is identity? I feel like I'm getting closer to that through understanding other people and meeting other people. And it's hard to express exactly what that is um, in words, but it's a feeling of like um, acceptance and coming home and not having to explain um, or justify myself. Um, And it is like really through meeting people um, and sharing meals and stories and laughter Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, asking really difficult questions about like, how has this been for you and hearing their answer um, and then being like, oh, I kind of feel like that too. Or like, you know, this was my experience. Um, so I think just like, um, yeah, like continuing to ask the questions around identity um, and that that it is evolving 
mm-hmm. and that it will continue to evolve. Um, and just how important I feel like this is like my my life work. Like I, I know I just started a new job last year, and um, just like how deeply, um, energetically, and sort of like physically, like I feel my work in this lifetime needs to be in connection to Uchina, to the Rikus, to um, to figuring that out. And so, um, yeah, I think that would probably be like the most profound thing that's happening for me at this moment is like, okay, how do I incorporate this more into my life on a, on a bigger scale and align myself with it? And yeah, yeah. That was kind of unformed uh, answer to that question, but it's been wonderful. Like it's been messy and great. And like, I want to get Hajichi, but I don't like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I was talking, I forget. I was having this conversation. I think it was with Elaine, but um, just like, this like imposter syndrome and like, am I Shimanchu enough being um, in diaspora far away? And um, is it okay for me to be in, in these spaces in this way? And then I had this like crazy thing where I'm like, Oh my God, what if it turned out? Like, I'm not even Shimanchu. Like, I mean, it's like gaslighting myself kind of, but I'm like, what if after I've done all this research, it turns out like my family's from Korea or like, you know, (laughs) I legit had that same feeling. Like when I first got my Hajiji too. (laughs) It's like so permanent. And like, I feel like the binary, like thinking of like, you have to be Shimanchu to get these. And I'm like, oh my God, what if I mark my body? And like, turns out like through some like crazy scenario that like I was adopted or like, Oh no. Like obviously I'm not, but <laughs> anyway, so just trying to find the humor in it too. Um, but yeah, thanks for that's a great question. Um, yeah, Tori, I'm curious um how it's been for you. Um, I'll pass the question over to to you. <laughs> I second what you said mentioned earlier about like, am I really Shimanchu or Lukuin or not? I, I definitely had that feeling for a very long time. Um I think once I started learning more about my Okinawan heritage, uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I think I want to say that might be the most surprising thing in my identity journey is like I'm very comfortable. I think with who I am um, and what has been taught to me, both through community but also through my family. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely second that because I. I was very much like, oh my God, I might not actually be this. Like my family might be lying. And we took over some other family's history and we're perpetuating it as our own. Um, (laughs) That's so real though. That is is so real. What the heck? It's so weird. (laughs) Maybe this is another topic we need to discuss further because we're all like having a similar like feeling of like, oh shit, what if I'm not Shimanchu and I'm just like baking it and like I've had Juchi now and like, how do I get this off? Like, oh my God, what? I, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, it's so real. Okay. Um, so definitely, yes. I, I think I have been more situated in my family's history mm. through, I think, the podcast and the Discord and met the many different online spaces, um, as well as Ken Jinkai and my son Jinkai personally back home have definitely solidified who I am. Um, even if I was not who my family said I was, I think that um, my community makes me who I am. So mm. I'm very grateful for that. I don't think I've had any like too surprising things happen in my life about my identity. Um, but, um, I do think that instead of being for my personal identity, I think it's been really surprising for me to see like that. I'm not the only person to want to connect, um, Mm. and that it's grown so big or that it's gotten to the point of where we are currently. And like, there's so many different projects happening, so many people getting involved in the Kenjin Kai or doing their own thing if there's not a space for it. Um, I think for me, that's been probably the most surprising thing in my identity journey um, is the way the community has um, come together through online spaces, um, even if we might belong to different Kenjin Kais or Sonjin Kais or what have you. Um, I think for me, that's been the most surprising thing. And it's I've, I've, I feel very grateful to be a part, part of it. Um, and to be able to even hold space with the two of you and as well as Joey and Emma and all of our newly uh, 
acquired volunteers who've been doing so much work for us. Um, yes, thank you. I I think that yeah, and I'm I'm really grateful. Um, mm-hmm. like like Mariko and like you have mentioned in the past, as well as now. <laughs> um, and Erica, what about you? Yeah, I feel like kind of similar to both of you actually. I think this past year. I think last year when I first started, I was very unsure and just like maybe like scared to get into it. Just also because I felt like very imposter syndrome, like and maybe a lot of guilt and shame for not knowing a lot of our history and family history and culture and everything like that. But now I think I've gotten more comfortable not knowing these mm-hmm. informations and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm this is like a lifetime journey of learning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's always learning something new. So I think I've gotten a little better at being comfortable with being uncomfortable of not knowing and, and being comfortable in the gray area because it's definitely not just a black and white binary type Mm -hmm. of thing. So, and I think that has given me a self, a sense of security and a sense of like, Mm -hmm. this is where I am and where what I need to learn or still be curious about and stuff like that. So I think that has just been, I think, one of the the growing things that I've had this past year in terms of my identity journey and being a little more secure in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really love that. Mm-hmm. Like that gray space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because it's like really difficult because I think before I was very much to either yes or no or this or that. Mm-hmm. And then as you're seeing Mariko, as you're talking to more people and learning stories and stuff, you realize like it challenges, or at least it, for me, it's been challenging my my mm-hmm. perceived perception of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, both things can be true, but it doesn't necessarily mean that one of them is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, where my perspective has definitely shifted with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that just kind of makes it even more complicated, but mm-hmm. in a very good way, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that. Me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of going back to like the first episode. I haven't listened to it, but I kind of vaguely remember <laughs> what was said. And I feel like now in terms of like being able to have t- talk to a variety of guests and listening what they've learned and stuff like that, I feel more comfortable asking questions in terms of like maybe feeling silly for asking them now or before but now it's more like what else can I learn too so I think I would say I'm proud of of myself for that growth kind of thing Mm, oh I love that seriously thank you for being vulnerable and naming that into the space because it's it's hard like being like I don't I don't actually know (laughs) there's a lot of things I don't know so sometimes I do question like am I a great Am I the best host for this? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my yes, qualifications yes, aren't really are. there. <laughs> oh my God. You have the best qualifications. Yeah. Everybody on this podcast has the best qualifications. <laughs> and you know Thank what? You. It's okay. We're a learning and growing space. And mm-hmm. that's how we become vulnerable. Vulnerable. Can't, I can't speak. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely have learned so much um, from the two of you. Um, and everybody in our community who has been wonderful in sharing their their what they've learned um, with us. So I definitely agree with you, Erica. Yeah, I love I just it. I want to say thank you again to both of you for for doing this, and uh, it's been awesome. Feeling is mutual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you. In relation to oh, sorry, go ahead, Mariko. No, I just think it's been the journey has been wonderful, like kind of coming in with no mm-hmm. no real expectations and being messy and 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 floundering yes. around and and finding ourselves in it. And um I also I like I want to thank like the listeners and the people that have engaged like mm-hmm. online and on Facebook or um on Instagram or whatever ways that they have, or even like private messages and stuff. Like the number mm-hmm. of times people have reached out either to the podcast or to me, like you know, I can speak for myself. Um, and like knowing that it makes an impact people being like, thank you. Like I had no idea, like, thank you for asking this question that like seemed really basic or, you know, like, I think it, yeah. Thank you to everyone for showing up and being curious and, yes. mm-hmm. and meet up with us. 
Yeah. <laughs> we want to see you in person. For real. If you're if you're if you're comfortable, of course. Uh, yeah. 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 I guess that uh segues uh, really nicely into our next question is are there do you have any advice um for other shimachu seeking to connect with our culture and has it changed in the last year i would say for me it hasn't changed much i would say still just stay curious and follow your gut feeling because i think that's what helped me start asking the questions of like i think for me the question that started off my journey was how do you honor your ancestors and Mm. I did not know how I did that and because of that curiosity has led me down this amazing journey so far so um, I would just say stay curious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I love that Um, yeah oh my gosh I think I think mine were curiosity and play and I think that probably is kind of the same. And I might actually flip more towards your ancestor one, uh, Erica, um, because um, I guess this connects to the the previous question about like the surprising thing in my identity journey is what it's opened up with my mother. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, I think if I had advice to folks is to be curious about what your direct connections, if you have the, you know, access to that. And I know that's a privilege. Um, to like to that original connection that has journeyed from there and just asking them what their what their experience has been um because like I think for me I've just been kind of like this punk kid I mean I'm in my 30s but like there's like a part of me that still uh, was like oh my gosh wait my mom lived through reversion like and I'm like oh my gosh history was really not that long ago so the scale of time um and then just um you know and then speaking Uchinaguchi like in little bits to my mm. mom and having her like kind of light up about it and mm. um you know kind of dispelling some of that shame because I think we all actually carry that in our blood um, mm-hmm. and watching my mom in her own way kind of navigate some of those paradoxes or things that she's left behind or has stepped into um, in the United States or left behind from the Rikyus and like, like the, you know, um, colonization from the Japanese and just how like messy that is. And um, just holding space for that, like being mm-hmm. like, that was your journey and and like what can I learn from it and like what can we learn from each other so um yeah like how precious it is when we have those people in our lives still and mm-hmm. just lift and validate their experiences and not try to change them and like okay. just just be like an open space and and like hear them because some people aren't ready to talk about it and that's totally okay they'll talk when they're ready but it is it is precious precious um experience that um, hopefully can be shared um, into our community so that we can learn from each other. Um, but there, are, there's a lot of like, like you were saying, shame and fear and just not knowing. And mm-hmm. um, our generation, I think, um, is able to navigate those questions a little bit more because we've got the tools, like we've had the tools being here in the U S and I think, you know, my mom is like, you say, like coming over uh, may not have had access to the same tools. Her education was completely different. Um, and I wonder what that's like for other people. Um, anyway, my rant is over. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you for making that space. Um, yeah. And Tori, I'd love to hear from you what your, um, yeah, if you have any advice, um, if it's changed from last year to this year and yeah. I don't remember fully what I said as well, but <laughs> I think my advice was like, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that definitely has stayed the same in terms of like, how do we, how do we get information um, in our smaller communities out to the larger community? I think that definitely um, is what guides me or fulfills me. <laughs> um, and what has continued is that sharing of information so that we can all as a community not become better but like that we're able to share all this different aspects of our identities with with each other so that we can grow um that i don't think has changed um i really loved what the two of you had to say about ancestors um as well as direct family members who are still alive um and in what ways can we talk with them um about maybe not their past but about our community and culture. Um, I think that was really beautiful. 
I agree with everything both of you have said. <laughs> we all agree with each other. I know. I don't know. Yeah, I just love this is just like a quick self-reflection, but I just I appreciate being able to talk to both of you like this too, because it's just also a reflection of of everything that I felt this past year in terms of the identity journey and also understanding that we're all in different places in our journey and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong or anything with that and um and yeah it's just continuing to evolve so I think it's really cool also being able to see both of your journeys unfold and being able to support you both in in it because it's so cool to to see and I'm glad I can support you both in in that way oh that was so sweet (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, thank you Erica and I'm cheering you so hard when you go to Okinawa yeah. I cannot wait oh my god yeah. September can't come quick enough <laughs> yeah. it'll be here very quickly I know I know it's kind of scary it's like in what two months two, July, three, two months. three months two and a half months something two like that what I know oh my <laughs> it's going by really quickly already <laughs> I'm Holy. not prepared. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. That's okay. That's like so shocking. I know. Um, I'm trying not to well, panic, but it's like in the back of my head, I'm like, it's going to be chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> in the best kind of way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. Two and a half months. Yeah. Uh, which is actually a great segue um, and a little bit alarming. Um, but what are you all looking forward to um, for season two? Um, yeah, because we're in season two now. I know. Oh, <laughs> to man. meet Erica and Mariko in real life. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm looking forward to in season two. That's honestly <laughs> what I'm looking forward to the most too, because yeah, I think someone said this earlier, but it already feels like we've met. It's just that we haven't seen each other in a very long time. So I'm sure when we all meet each other in person, it's just going to be like old friends seeing each other again, which I'm really yes. excited to just give you both a big hug. Oh, me too. And I might cry, so I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We can we can have a, a cry. I, I will also cry. Yeah, we'll just be sobbing. <laughs> just holding each other. Like, hold me. <laughs> In karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Uh, what else are you guys looking forward to in season two? Any any like particular topics? Because I know we have some lined up already, but. And they're all really fantastic, but anything you're really looking forward to? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard to choose. It's like going back through season one and trying to choose a favorite episode. (laughs) They're all so good and they're good in similar and different reasons. It's so like, I think, I think maybe what I look forward to in season two and Three is just having more guests, being able to talk with us and being able to learn more about topics that we are still learning about. Um, I think maybe that's what I'm looking for <laughs> in season two. Um, what about the two of you? Mm, yeah, I would say um, I, I'm kind of similar to you, Tori, where I'm really just like excited about the whole thing. And I found that when I'm open to it, like, I don't have any expectations. I'm like completely blown away, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I had no idea that it was going to evolve this way. So like almost like having no expectations, like makes it better. Um, yeah. And just like all of the different ways that people are coming together from different backgrounds to like create Mm -hmm. this like multidimensional perspective on a particular topic, um, just like blows me away. Like it's so exciting. Um, of course, meeting everyone, going to Uchina, I think would be amazing. Taikai. <laughs> Taikai is going to be oh, lit. Get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What about you, Erica? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm looking through our list and I'm, all of them are pretty exciting. Like, cause there's such different aspects of it. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I still, f- I feel like I still don't know a lot about everything. So just, I'm curious to just learn more about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's a very broad and unanswered question, but like, we're going to do another episode on languages, but we're getting like different 
more than just Uchinaguchi. So that's going to be really cool, I think, to to learn more about that and um, spirituality and karate and getting a little heavy in incarceration. But I think that's like a much needed discussion. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm just curious for the conversations that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am like want to kind of piggyback off that for a second. Um, and that is not specifically content, but the way that we're delivering the content. So I just want to shout out some some of our volunteers that are helping to translate um, our mm-hmm. YouTube captions into different languages. So like, I think I'm excited about making it more like our content more accessible to people. Um, and that's a huge amount of work. So it's, it's slow, but um, excited about that. Yeah, behind the scenes, we're getting volunteers to help us. And so we're expanding um, our team, our team a lot more, which is really exciting because I wouldn't have imagined that we get people who want to volunteer to help us um, with everything, but so grateful for them. And yeah, I think, I mean, that's like kind of further out from season two. It's like more how the podcast is growing. Um So that's really exciting to see. So thank you everyone again for your support. Benny had Abido. But yeah, um, I I think we're almost towards the end and we're making good time. But anything else you want to talk about before we go into our favorite question? Can we tease the tiny desk concert? Yeah, I'm really excited about that. that. (laughs) And the Taikai Live, like, I mean, I am excited. I'm excited about everything, damn it. (laughs) Oops, sorry. So, yeah, (laughs) as Mariko was saying, we're trying to plan a tiny desk concert for later in the year and a live Taikai recording, I guess. So, I don't know if we have to plan that, but things to look forward to. That was that was it. That was my, <laughs> my thought. <laughs> we are excited. Excitement. <laughs> Add in some cheering right there to make it sound a little more enthusiastic than how yeah. I just delivered it. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so our favorite question. Any new favorite karaoke songs? I think Shimanchu and Takara got added. I think that's an addition for me for a karaoke song let me think i've actually been i don't know if you guys have been watching stranger things but Kate bushes that that song has been stuck in my head Uh running up that hill oh it almost made me cry that episode it's really intense Mm -hmm. um i think we should add shimanchu by floating room onto our list oh yes yes i don't know if they actually have like the karaoke version but we can make it into a karaoke version yes we'll sing it live yeah love it yeah thank you floating room yes thank you maya thank you for real um yeah like keeping in the shimanchu vein i know we like totally used this for our last episode but the sanshinu takara like Mm -hmm. song um that was done by like so many amazing shimanchu um men um and i love that so much and i would love to see like an all female or like non-binary like cover of something i'm just like oh it was so exciting to see that like really badass masculine energy coming through those two songs and um yeah anyway love it let's make this happen we'll manifest this and yeah that'd be so <laughs> cool we'll figure something out <laughs> let's put people in touch with each other for real can you sing do you want to sing are you female and or non-binary <laughs> I cannot sing i cannot play an instrument but i, I can help ready. people network <laughs> that is what i can do that is what i can provide for you all (laughs) i love it i'm right there with you awesome well that kind of concludes our anniversary episode that was really fun kind of like reflecting and talking and catching up since it's kind of also been a while for the three of us to talk together like this Mm -hmm. for real cheers
I know. Cuddy. It's a little early for <laughs> alcohol right now, but Cuddy. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Anytime. <laughs> I do have an Orion in my, my fridge though. Oh, nice. As a proper Shimanchu should just mm-hmm. have yes. it on <laughs> all the time. I love it. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for being with us on this journey so far. And we hope you stick around for this next season and whatever else is to come in the future. Till next time. Matayasai. Matayasai. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Ipeni fede bidu. Ipeni fede bidu. Ipeni fede bidu. Can you believe it's been a full year? We've all been through so much and we'd love to hear how this year has been for you. Did you have a favorite episode from last year? Curiosities that arose? Shimanchu identity related discoveries you'd like to share? We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line on Instagram at Shimanchu Podcast or send us an email, shimanchupodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave a voice recording through SpeakPipe, which is found on our Instagram and on our website. While we didn't hear from them directly in this episode, we want to shout out our behind the scenes team who without these episodes would not be possible. Emma Anderson and Joey Camilla for their long time editing support and gratitude to our new volunteers, Adrian Stoya, Kara Usegawa, Carol Nakadomari, and Isabella Guskuma. And Brandon Ng Shinshi for his help with all things Uchinabuchi. Our team is small but mighty and growing. If you're interested in helping, we'd love to hear from you. And we're proud to feature Shimanchu music and artists in every episode. A special thank you to Maika Chibana and Joey Kamiya for the use of their music in this special anniversary edition. You can find their new EP, Imiru Yataru, on Bandcamp. And thank you, our listeners and community, for cheering us on. We could not do this without you. Thank you again so much. Stay tuned for the fun fact at the very end. Matayasai. For this episode's fun fact. Did you know there's a monorail in Uchina, Okinawa Island, that runs from Naha to Urasoe? The rail first began as a concept in 1972 and was founded in 2003. Each station has their unique stained glass window depicting different parts of Rikun history, a different chime representing different Rikun folk songs. Some stations even incorporate Rikun textiles into their buildings and station signs. If you ever look at the train, the red line represents the lacquer painting of Shuri Castle. And not only that, if you look closely at one-day tickets, they do also incorporate into textiles. Nife de bidu for everybody who has stayed with us for this whole year. It's been quite a journey. We appreciate the love and support we've received and we hope you look forward to the next few episodes as much as we do. Matayasai!